Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Signs. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back. Here's why I want you to stop apologizing. Women especially struggle with this. So listen to your next conversation and see how many times you do it. I know that I really, really struggled with saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm sorry for this. Always. I'm sorry. Even to this day, I will start sending a text message and notice that I'm about to say I'm sorry and I have to delete it and consciously think about what I'm going to write out next. I encourage you to maybe you start with text messages and you can visually see it and then that's how you start making changes. I want to talk about why do you feel the need to do this? So from a trauma perspective, this is a childhood trauma of being told it's your fault. The blame gets set on you for something by your parents, by a friend, by a family member, by anything. So that is the main root cause of apologizing, of saying I'm sorry. So let's take a breath. It's not your fault. It is not your fault. Just let it sit in. No one is mad at you. No one at all. And it's okay. You're going to be okay. It's okay to not apologize and it's okay. It's not your fault and it's okay because the blame is not on you. Let's talk about why you shouldn't say you're sorry. Scientifically, this weakens you down into more feelings of excess guilt and toxic blame. It undermines your authority and reduces your self-esteem. I remember I was listening to this, I don't know if it's a podcast or just like a reel or a video or something, but it basically stated that when you say you're sorry and you apologize, you're taking someone else's guilt and you're putting it onto you instead of having them process and deal with their emotions or sit with it. It's actually least empathetic to say you're sorry when someone comes to you about something and now it's on you. This is why it's least empathetic. Because now the other person feels the need to comfort you, if they feel the need to comfort you because of how you're feeling, because you're saying, I'm sorry, because of this or that. And now it's no longer on them. This is huge because no one is in charge of someone else's emotional state. You are not in charge if someone is grieving. You are not in charge if someone is mad. This irks me to my gut. When I hear people say I'm sorry about literally everything, I immediately say, stop saying you're sorry. You're not sorry. Just don't say it. This actually played into when I lost a really close friend of mine. Grief is dear to my heart. And this is why I love teaching people on how to go about different coping skills, about what we need when it comes to grief. But I think grief is a prime example of when People say, I'm sorry, you know, like someone passed away and your immediate response is, I'm sorry. And it didn't really sit with me until my friend passed away and I was getting numerous responses from family and friends and everyone that was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And it's like, what are you sorry for? 
at the end of the day, honestly, I get the context behind saying I'm sorry. I truly do. But you can't bring that person back. There's nothing that's going to happen. That personally was not helpful for me to hear people say I'm sorry. I wanted someone to be in the room and hold me while I was crying all day and night. I wanted someone to just hold space for me while I was screaming into a pillow. I wanted someone to bring me food when I didn't feel like cooking food for myself or ordering out because I was so depressed. You know, I wanted someone to hold my hand and meet me at the movies because I was so anxious about going to the movies. You know, these are things that people truly need when they're grieving. It's not an I'm sorry text. So I think a better approach would be now I just say, oh, sending you love and healing. That to me is more reassuring. I'm sending you genuine love and genuine healing for your heart so that you can recover from this. You know, I'm here if you need support. Let me know what you need. Maybe people don't know coping strategies for grief. Maybe they just don't know. And so I'm here to provide you some examples. I'm here to pick you up and take you out on a walk into nature, get you out in the sun. Those are things. And if you're from afar, I totally get it. I am very distant in like a whole different country. It feels like I'm on a different planet with family and friends. And so that's when you maybe check up on them with text messages or FaceTime them. You know, there's so many ways that you can check up on someone without saying I'm sorry, especially when it comes to grief. I think that is a much, much better approach. That is just my personal feelings and how I took the grieving process. But also, you need to start focusing on the positive actions rather than your negative actions. So, This is not when you're like in a relationship and you generally messed up. Like I'm not talking about you really messed up and you're in this relationship and you're not going to say I'm sorry because you're listening to this podcast and I told you not to say I'm sorry. If you generally messed up, yeah, you need to take a step and say you're sorry. But even then, it's like, do you truly need someone to say, I'm sorry, I hurt you? Do you not know the pain and how much hurt when you experienced it? Do you honestly need them to tell you how painful it was and give you permission to feel it? You don't need it. The one who broke you can't heal you. You have to heal yourself. And so in the end, even if you are in a relationship, you don't truly need your partner to say, you know what? I'm sorry I hurt you. Yes, this might make you feel more seen and that's amazing. And that is a safe space in a relationship. And so, yes, you might actually need that. I'm sorry. But ultimately what you need is more understanding for them. So you don't need an I'm sorry. You need a, hey, I really did not listen to you in this conversation. And for that, I truly apologize. You need the reasoning behind I'm sorry. I think this is where it gets really sticky because There is also a point where it doesn't take the meaning. It takes it away if you don't truly know why you're saying you're sorry. And I think this is learned from when we are children. I used to work with children all the time. My favorite ages are two to four years old. I was a lead teacher and I was an assistant teacher. So I've had multiple experiences in different um, like daycares and preschools and so forth. But 
multiple, multiple times when I was teaching, I would watch other teachers and I would have to step in because something would happen. A kid would hit another kid and they'd be like, you need to say, I'm sorry right now. And it's like, no, you don't. You don't need to say that. That's how we learn that this is not the right context to say, I'm sorry. They don't even know why they're saying, I'm sorry. They truly don't. They're just saying it because you're telling them to say it. And this is the same that implies in relationships. If every single time something comes up and you're like, you need to say you're sorry right now for what that person is just telling you it's an empty apology. They don't even know why they're saying it. They're just saying, I'm sorry. They don't truly mean it. And so I advise you if you're in a relationship or if you have a child to say, Hey, do you know why I'm feeling this way? I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really mad. Do you have an idea why? And then if they say no, then you can bring up your feelings and say, well, you know what? When this situation happened, it made me feel X, Y, and Z. And that is a better start. Obviously, children that are younger, they don't have this emotional and mental capacity yet. And so in that cases with children, you're going to kind of mimic it to someone else. So say one kid hit another kid. Then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, ow, that hurts so bad. This brings tears to my eyes. This is really hurting. Like, do you see how much pain this other child is in? He's crying. He has tears strolling down his face. That is going to show them, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have hit this other child. I am truly so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Maybe I was just mad because I really wanted to play with that block and he wouldn't give it to me. And they don't know how to express that when they're that young. So you can say, you know what? Did that make you really mad that you really wanted that block and you weren't able to get it? And if they nod their head yes, then you could say, maybe next time we could try asking them nicely or doing other alternatives. You know, there's always different ways, but I think that is honestly where it gets skewed from is when we're little, we're learned to just say, I'm sorry. And we don't even know why we're saying it. That is the biggest takeaway from today. So here are five phrases to say instead. Instead of, I'm so sorry that I'm late, you could say, thank you so much for being flexible. Or instead of, I'm so sorry to bother you, you could say, have you got the time to help me out, please? There's also a huge misconception of asking for help. I think in terms, we're scared of people's reactions. We're scared of the word no and we're scared of what they're going to say. If you're asking for someone's help and they say no, then it's like, oh, well, I'm never going to ask you again. And that's not how it should be. People have their different boundaries and that's okay. At least you asked and that's amazing. So moving on, instead of saying, sorry, I missed that, you could say, thanks for catching that. Or instead of saying, sorry, I can't come. You could say, thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. I can't make it, but have a good time. And my all-time favorite, favorite one to say, I guess this would pertain to grief and anything else. You could say, I'm so glad you told me. Please let me know how I can support you. I'm here for you. I hear you. I see you. This is wonderful. I'm so glad you felt so open enough to come to me and express this or open up to me about this loss that you've had. That is definitely my go-to. It's letting them know that you're there to support them. It's letting them know that you're going to be there for them in any way that they can be. And it's not taking on that guilt or that blame. It's just simply being there with them. 
So I am just so glad that you guys have joined me on this podcast today. If you have any other questions or want to reach out to me, maybe you have a situation that has happened with a relationship, a child, or just yourself, definitely feel free to reach out into my DMs and message me and say, hey, I listen to this podcast and I noticed I said, I'm sorry, like 50 times in one day, or I really need help rephrasing the sentence. I love rewording sentences. This is definitely a strong suit of mine. I think it's really easy once you pull yourself apart and see the bigger picture, you can notice certain word phrases, but this is my favorite. If you guys need help, definitely reach out to my DM. As always, I am sending you all the love and healing, and I can't wait to see you guys next Monday. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at Megan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.